You are listening to the Crossroads Community Church Podcast. To learn more about CRCC, including worship times, visit us at crcconline.com. Just so you'll know, what we're talking about today is what would it look like if you guys, along with me, if as a church, as a community, if we said, you know what, whether we're online or in person, I'm going to commit for the next 21 days to go on a journey together. So what does that journey look like? Well, a couple of things. There's going to be a couple of focuses. We like to have a theme every year. Last year, our, our theme was known, and we had an amazing song that the worship team had written, and, and they produced, and they released, and it was a great time, and we looked through those different things, and this year, there's also a theme. But in order to get to that theme, I need you to simply ask a simple question, and you're going to hear a lot about that, because I don't know if there's ever been a time in my personal life, I'm 46 years old, I'm hitting the age where I forget how old I am. Yeah, I have to kind of do the math, carry the one, okay, yeah, 46. And I'm at that stage, I don't know if I ever remember a time where there was as much anticipation for the end of a year as there was four days ago. I don't know of anybody that woke up and said, boy, howdy, love 2020, let's go a little bit longer with this one. I think a lot of people woke up, and don't mishear me, I know that God did some amazing things, and it was God was still faithful despite everything going on. But I think all of us will look back and we will talk about 2020 as one of those like, yeah, I was there, I lived that, I went through that. Despite everything that God did, here's what really sticks out in my mind. And I never remember a time with so much anticipation of a new year because there's this anticipation of kind of starting over. But here's the thing that scared me. A lot of times I find myself getting to a transition in my life And if I'm not careful because of habits that I have formed, I find myself, I want to be careful the way I put this, I find myself wasting away valuable days that could have been used as a catalyst to do something a whole lot more. And I think if you're not careful, especially the older you get, you blink and it's Christmas again, right? Now, I like that because I love Christmas. I was a little bit sad this weekend taking down all of our Christmas decor. You know, Christmas Eve service is a little bit bittersweet for me at the end of it because it's like, oh, man, you know. And I'm taking stuff down around the house, and it's, it's borderline depressing. But I also know that in a matter of time, we will blink, and all of a sudden, we'll see stuff going back up. And all of a sudden, this year will be over, and we'll be sitting in the same exact situation if we don't make a decision to actually do something with this next year. So here's what I want you to ask. I want you... To join me in asking one simple question that has a follow-up question to it. The question is this. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. What do you want to be known for? In 2021, what do you want to be known for? And then the follow-up question, very simply... What do people say you're for? What do you want to be known for? And then the follow-up question is, okay, but what do you want to be known for? Then the follow-up is, what do people say that you're known for? Those are two very similar questions, but isn't it funny how they're so diametrically apart from each other sometimes? Like, we want to be known for this, but unfortunately we're known for this. I want to be known for whatever, being patient, being loving, being kind, being joyful, being energetic, whatever you want to be known for. But yet everybody that knows you knows you for the opposite. 
Why is it that in this world, in God's creation, that there is something in us, and I say, here's what I want to be known for. We have some very real things that pop into our mind, but the reality of what we want to be known for and what people know us for are on opposite ends of the spectrum a lot of times. And what we want to do in 2021 at Crossroads Community Church is I want to bridge that gap. And here's my simple prayer for everybody in the room, including myself. I want you to be known for what you want to be known for. Very simple, right? At the end of 2021, I want you to be known for exactly what you want to be known for. You say, well, Mickey, that sounds great. How are we going to get there? Well, we're going to dive into God's Word, and we're going to study that, and we're going to go through these 21 days of prayer because we're going to take some time every day to ask that question. What do I want to be known for? And then what am I actually known for? For some of you guys and ladies, this is going to require a little bit of an effort. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag early. For some of you, your biggest issue is the same issue that I had for many, many years. I had all the expectations in the world. The problem is I lacked effort. Can I say that again? I had all the expectations in the world. The problem is I was lacking effort. I had all kinds of expectations. I I get tickled. I mean, you can look at me. I know I'm a picture of health. I know a lot of the people in the room go, wow, if I could just look like that. I get that a lot. But it's one thing for me to wake up, and I've said this before, and say, man, hey, I want to lose a little bit of weight. I want to get a little bit healthier. But there's one problem in my life. I want to get healthier. The problem is I also want to eat that piece of cake. And I can have all the expectations that I want, but if my effort does not meet up with my expectations, then you know what I find? I find myself being very frustrated and very very just like almost defeated in moving forward because my expectations and my reality don't meet up. So therefore, it creates a spirit of being defeated in my soul. I just describe majority of people, whether they be here in person or online, when they describe their spiritual life. Like when I say, what do you want to be known for? It's hard for you even to start writing stuff down. Because then you got to follow up and say, but here's what I'm known for. You say, Mickey, so what do I do about that? Well, I want to ask you today, what about we go on a journey together and we put a stake in the ground and we let the past be the past and we say from this day forward, I'm going to do something with my effort to meet the expectations that I have for my life. That in 2021, that at the end of this thing, when we hit Christmas at Crossroads, when we get through celebrating four years of the church, when we get through all of these different things and we defeat the coronavirus, praise the Lord, it's coming, please, Jesus, and we get through all of these transitions and everything ends up finding, and not that things go back to normal, but things become a little bit more normal as far as being able to to gather with people and talk to people and not be worried about some of the health issues that are in, like a lot of the things that are in our mind. When we start to move forward at the end of this year, what would it look like if I came on this stage at Christmas Eve and I said, okay, guys, can I ask you a question I asked you several months ago? What do you want to be known for? And what are you actually known for? And what if the things you wrote down that you wanted to be known for, people have affirmed by telling you that that's what you're known for? 
I don't know about you, but that'd be a pretty good year. So with that being said, let me tell you how we're going to get there. The first thing that we're going to do is in order to kind of take on this hope, there's this major hope that's in our country, that's in our world, that with the beginning of a new year, there's this like, oh, we get to start over. The reality is, is we're in the same situation we were five days ago. Man, I don't know if you guys realize this. I had a whole lot changed between 2021 and 2020. But there's an expectation because we have hope that there's going to be something more in 2021. Well, I believe that one of the things that we can do is we can actually go to the author of hope, go to the, the person that has created hope, the reason why we have hope, which is Christ Jesus. And what would it look like if as a church body community and as a community in general, if we said, why don't we study the giver of hope so that it can fuel our hope? Like if we have these great expectations, we have this great aspect of hope in our life, what would it look like if we actually studied the giver of hope? Well, with 21 Days of Prayer, if you haven't gotten it already, I will go ahead and show you. As you leave today, if you're online, it'll be online. We have given you 21 days of prayer focuses. Now, this is not like the ones in the past. We're not praying for, for different congressmen and presidents and mayors and stuff. We, this is a very personal you mentality type thing. You and your church. I spent time writing this out very, very focused on what would it look like if we focused on hope and focused on each other and you. Well, I think very quickly if we're going to take some time to study Christ and the giver of hope, then in God's word it's very, very simple. If you want to know more about Jesus, go to the gospel of John. There is no gospel that speaks about who Christ is and what he did for us, and the power of him more than the gospel of John. And so for the next 21 days, starting tomorrow morning, do you know that if we read one chapter every day for the next 21 days, it just so happens that there's 21 chapters in the book of John. You say, well, Mickey, that's a lot of reading. Can I go back to what I said a minute ago? As long as your effort is less than your expectations, then can I encourage you to get used to what you got? Like, I'm trying to be very loving and supportive and kind. Like, one of two things has got to happen in your life. Either you've got to accept what you have, or you need to redefine your effort. But to expect something more and to keep doing what you've always done is insanity. So we're going to get into the book of John. And we're going to have some prayer focus. And we're going to spend, some of you say, well, Mickey, I, I'm not going to do that. Well, I hate that. I really do, because that's telling me that what you want to be known for and what you're known for is going to be the same thing it's always been, on polar opposites of each other. But for most of you in the room, I hope all of you in the room, you say, you know what, I can crank up 2021, and I can make this commitment, that for 21 days, I can wake up 30 minutes earlier and spend five minutes in God's Word reading one chapter out of the Gospel of John. And I can spend some time that day dwelling on a prayer focus. I mean, let me, let me show you how difficult this is. Can I tell you kind of some of the things that you're going to be focusing on? Here's the first thing tomorrow. You read John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. It talks about this power of God. It leads up to this wedding feast at Canaan. And listen, here's what you're going to be praying about. Lord, praying for your personal commitment to the next 21 days. And your understanding of who Jesus is. 
And because you know who Jesus is, how does that redefine who you can be? I'll just jump to day 11. Day 11, you're going to be praying for your community, the community groups, the leaders, the people you're running with, the friends that you're with, how you can build relationships. You keep going, even into day 17, you're going to be praying for the vision of our church for 2021, which is one simple three-letter word, four, F-O-R, four. You're going to hear us for the next year talk about four. We're for God, we're for Cleveland, and we're for you. You say, how are we going to do that? Because we're going to get in his word. And we're going to increase the effort. So with that being said, let's go to 1 John chapter 5. And let's see what his word says. Because when we talk about hope, we talk about Christ. And when we talk about Christ, I think this one scripture is very, very key. For this is the love of God. Now just just pause for a minute. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm fixing to tell you, like everybody talks about how God changes everything. And I want you to hear very clearly out of God's word. They are literally saying, For this is the love of God. Now listen to what it says. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. One simple verse. For this is the love of God. And then it gives you an action. Remember I talked about defining your expectations and your effort? It gives you two things that you're going to do. Number one, you're going to keep his commandments. And then the key part, number two, and it won't be burdensome. I don't know about you, but when I first started thinking about what it meant to have a relationship with the Lord, it really was more of a burden than it was freedom. When I was a teenager and 16 years old, and I knew God was, was quickening me with his spirit, and I knew that there was a, a pursuit of him that was coming in my life, and he was slowly putting a calling on my life. Unfortunately, the the church that I was in and the people that I was talking to, when I started talking about them, what it meant to have a relationship with the Lord, and they started talking about God's commandments, and started talking about obedience to Christ, it wasn't this finding freedom amazing moment that I was like, yes, Lord, give me some of that. It was a, oh my goodness, how can I accomplish this? All of a sudden, I felt like everything in me had to change. I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that, I couldn't talk to them, I couldn't run with them, I couldn't do this, I couldn't. Everything was I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. In fact, they said, hey, there's ten commandments we want you to do. And they all say, do not blank. And you know what nobody told me? Nobody told me what I could do. A lot of people were telling me what I couldn't do. A lot of people were telling me that if I had a relationship with Christ, then this is how it's going to manifest itself in my life. And it's going to manifest itself in my life by me being obedient. And by me being obedient, it's almost like there was this concept that I was going to be made perfect. And I wasn't going to do these things. And you know what I found? About, I don't know, two hours into this whole new relationship with the Lord, I found myself still struggling. And all of these things that I thought God was delivering me from, guess what? We're still a part of my life. Because the reality was God was saving me. But there was an effort that would have to change and an expectation in my life that would have to change. I think that's what the scripture is talking about. You really want to know what the love of God is? The love of God is this. You're going to keep his commandments. You say, what's these commandments? Well, I did a little cross-referencing for you. I'm going to share with you two simple scriptures. If you were to take time, I told you this a couple of weeks ago uh, when we last met. 
That, you know, I, I use an ESV study Bible. There's a lot of great cross-references and studies that links passages together and let you know. And this particular passage is linked to two other scriptures that define what it means to keep God's commandments. Can I tell you what he is referring to when he says, keep my commandment? Are you ready? The first one is located in Romans chapter 13, verse 9. I'm going to read the scripture before and after the verse that you're going to see on screen. But in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, it says... Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Then here's the scripture on the screen, verse 9. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covenant. Here's all those does not. I just talked about it. If you love Jesus, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do this. Listen, stay away from that, but listen to this. This is key. It's not about what you shouldn't do, it's what you should do. Here's what it says. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. See, the amazing thing is, I'm not going to come up here and tell you all the things you shouldn't do. But what I am going to tell you is here's what you're going to have to do. If you truly are going to pursue Christ in 2021 and let him redefine what you want to be known for to be actually what you're known for, you know what it's going to start with? Your love for Christ and him allowing you to love people. See, we can love Christ because of everything that he's done for us through the cross. But boy, loving people gets tough, doesn't it? Because some of them people are knuckleheads. Yeah. In fact, I don't know if for any of you guys that got up and shaved, you probably looked at a knucklehead this morning, didn't you? You know, it's amazing how, you, how your expectations on everybody else is so much different than your own expectations. It's amazing how the level of effort that you want from somebody else is so much higher than the level of effort that you're willing to give. You know what God's saying? In 2021, what we believe a part of being for is that you're going to have to be for God. And you know what you're going to have to keep his commands? You know what that is? Love your neighbor as yourself. The other scripture that it cross-references, which I think is amazing, is Galatians chapter 5, verse 14. Again, I'm going to read the scripture before and after so you get a whole concept. But listen to what it says, verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Now listen to these words. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Other translations will say do not use your freedom to simply serve yourself, but to use it to serve others. And then here's the scripture that you see on screen. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. See, here's the bottom line. Rather than talking about all the things that we shouldn't do, can we talk about the thing we should do? If you want to have a better understanding of what you're known for, equaling what you're actually known for, you need to ask yourself, how am I loving God? And how is that reflected in the people that I'm around and how I'm loving them? See, a spiritual journey is not about conquering all the things you shouldn't do. A spiritual journey is really about conquering all the things you should be doing. In fact, if you get caught up in doing the things that you should be doing, the shalls, then you're going to find that the shall nots will take care of itself. If I find myself not using my freedom that I gained through Christ, not to leverage it for my own grace and my own good, but I use that for other people, you know what? A lot of these other things will take care of itself, won't they? 
But the problem is, is most people in 2021, you entered with some resolutions in every resolution, and I make this statement. I got it from a pastor. His name's David Bramble. It showed up on one of my memory feeds as I was studying from 2018. And here's what Pastor Bramble wrote from Murfreesboro on Twitter. If you accomplished all of your resolutions in 2019, but I'm going to say 2021, if you accomplished all your resolutions in 2021, would it affect anybody else's life other than yourselves? a powerful question, isn't it? See, here's what I want you to catch. A part of this moving forward, a part of this 21 days of prayer, is to not to to go to the throne to to petition God for all the things that you want in your life. Though there's going to be some days that I ask you to do that. But it's also to start to change our mentality to start asking and petitioning God for everything he wants in everybody else's life. Small splash, big ripple. For Cleveland. So what are you for? Here's what I wrote in my notes. There is a link between what you say you're for and what people say you are for. Like, I want to leave you here today with almost like a a pause button. Because the series we're going to be in for the next few weeks, going through 21 days of prayer, I want you to ponder this. I want you to ask, what do you want to be known for? I don't want you to hit a pause button. I don't want to be all great. Oh, well, I, I want to be for Jesus. I want to be for God. I want to be for His Word. I want to be for loving people. All these things that sound great. And then you say, okay, now what are you known for? Well, I'm known for my own selfish intentions and going and getting mine. I'm known for being a little bit callous and not worrying about when I see somebody in need. Because, oh, you know those people, they're just trying to take advantage of the system. So I just go take care of myself. I, you know, I, I would love to, to be a part of something at, at, at Crossroads. But, you know, my time, I mean, I am... I've got a lot of stuff going on. And don't mishear me. I'm not beating you up. I'm just saying that if we're going to raise the expectation in 2021, then we would fool ourselves if we don't think that there's going to be an effort that's raised as well. You say, Mickey, what gives you that point to say that? Well, because of this last part of this verse. Back to 1 John chapter 5. Not only does it say, for this is the love of God, that we will keep his commandments, but if you have a paper Bible, underline that conjunction right there. It says, and, and his commandments are not burdensome. Do you know anything that normally drives you crazy is not a part of your life very long. Anything that's normally a burden to you, you have a way of moving it out of your life. Do you know why a lot of times we're where we are spiritually? Like physically, mentally, socially, emotionally, we're exploding. But spiritually, we're down here. You know, you know why? Because a lot of the things that are of God, spending time with Him, praying, studying His Word, to you, those are burdensome. You don't feel like you understand. You don't feel like you get it. Can I tell you from personal experience 
There's a big difference in when I open up God's Word now at age 46 and being in ministry for 30 years and starting to watch the Bible come alive in my life compared to when I was 17 years old and trying to write the very first message I ever had. Let me tell you how it used to look. Literally, God, I am committed to spend time with you. I want to spend time in your Word. And today, I'm going to be in Isaiah chapter 4, verse 2. In that day, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land shall be the pride and honor of the survival of Israel. Lord, I thank you so much for your word. I don't really know what the heck that means, but I'm glad I'm a survivor, and I'm glad you're beautiful. I didn't have a plan. Like, we laugh because a lot of you have done that, haven't you? You're like, well, wait a minute, Mickey, that's me getting in God's word. No, it's not. That's you opening a book and reading. That's not getting into God's Word. You need a plan. You say, Mickey, I don't have a plan. Well, I got a plan. Starts in the book of John. It's going to take care of you for the next 21 days. Plus, there's a little bit more coming. But don't worry about what's coming. Just get to the first 21 days. You say, Mickey, I don't know if I can do that. Well, I understand. Because it may seem like a burden, but you know what? Here's what Matthew Matthew chapter 11, the last verse, and I'm done today, and I'm hitting the pause button so we can move forward because I know what's coming next week. But listen to what God's Word says. Come to me, all who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. See, the reason why you still struggle and it seems burdensome to do some of the things that God's called you to do is because really what you're doing is you have a confession going on mentally and out of your mouth that you're still trying to do it on your own. Like the reason why you're just flipping up in God's word and be like, oh, hey, Isaiah chapter 4, great. Woohoo! I'm in Job today. Crap, I got Leviticus. I don't know what this means at all. Numbers. Wow, I just know the whole genealogy of some guy named... Moab, and I don't even know what he is. But he doesn't sound like a good guy. Because you're trying to do it by yourself. See, the reason why God wants you to love your neighbor as yourself is because yourself needs your neighbor. I mean, let's just be honest. Was there really nothing else for you to be doing today? we got people that have rearranged their time and are sitting on a couch. Some people are sitting in a condo at the beach. You've made time to come out here despite everything that was going on in our world. With different things, wondering what's it going to be like. Where are they going to be sitting? What are they going to be wearing? Should I wear a mask, not wear a mask? Do I have to have a mask? Just come. Why? Because when you start loving your neighbor, you know what happens? Your neighbor becomes for you. Can I say that again? It's extremely important for you to understand this. When you start thinking about what you want to be known for and the reality of what people say that you're for, you want me to tell you one of the ways that you change what people say you're for is when you love them. Because when you love somebody, you know what happens? They become for you. 
I'm amazed at how well you guys love me and my family. There's so much stuff that goes on in my head that if I shared it, they'd probably fire me next week when I'm up on this stage. Feelings of inadequacy, insecurity, reluctancy, all these things we talk about in growth track. But you know what's so amazing is how accepting you are and how privileged it is to be a part of your life. And here's the only thing we know. We love each other. And because we love each other so well, not only do I know you're for me, but you know I'm for you. Come hell or high water, no matter how deep, no matter how wide, no matter how hot the fire, we will get together, we will lock arms, we may have some scars along the way, we may come out with a little bit of burnt flesh, but on the other side of that valley is a mountaintop. I feel, I feel like Moses' story. When you've delivered my people, you will worship me on this mountain. And I look forward to being on top of that mountain, knowing what God has called us to do, which is deliver people. But it doesn't start with entering a year as just another year. But a part of each year that passes, I'm realizing, you know what? I ain't got time to waste. Because you're too important. I'm not talking about filling this room up. I'm not talking about multiple services. I'm not talking about building a building. I'm not talking about everything that God has for Crossroads. Though I think he's got some amazing dreams he's put in my heart. And that I literally vivid dreams I've dreamed at night. And I know some of the things that God's going to accomplish over the next several years. And I can't wait to watch you be a part of this. And how he's empowered you to make a difference. I'm not talking about all that stuff right now. What I am talking about is you. And I want you to know we're for you. No matter where you sit right now. No matter everything that God's done you think, wow, I can't get any better than this right now. Or no matter what all happened you thought, good Lord, it can't get any worse than this right now. No matter where you sit, you just need to know that there's a group of people and there's a church that's consumed with you. So consumed that no matter what happens in 2021, we're not just going to let another year pass. With the same expectations and the same effort level. We're going to raise it. You say, well, Mickey, how are you going to do that? You're in the middle of a pandemic. Hey, listen, ain't the first pandemic the world's ever seen. You know, if you haven't learned anything about life, life doesn't stop because death, pandemics, or struggles. I learned that in a very hard way when I was 13 years old. My father committed suicide. I missed school for about two weeks. You know what happened? This was in September. I went back to school after missing school for about two weeks, and I walked in. And you know what was amazing to me? Nothing stopped because my dad passed away. Everybody kept moving. Praise the Lord, I had gracious teachers that allowed me to get rid of some of those assignments. But life doesn't stop just because hell has a way of breaking loose in our life. But in order to get through those times, you know what you need? 
You need somebody to be for you. And I want you to know, the only thing we're going to focus on in 2021 is that we're for you. If you were encouraged by today's podcast and would like to experience other talks, visit us at crcconline.com.